What up, what up, what up? How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. I hope you all have had a fantastic week. I hope everything is going well for you. This, my friends, is episode number 14, and we have a good show for you this time. Uh, with us today was mine and Gary's good buddy, Paxton Scott. Um, we, me and Gary have known Paxton for a long time. We lived with him for four years. We were roommates. Uh, he's a super awesome guy. Uh, we talk about quite a few things. We talk about you know what he's doing with his life, where he works at. We talk about the transportation industry in the in the United States. We also talk about sports, seeing as how we all love sports and uh, sports we played, sports we watched, just everything about it. So we got a super good episode. Um, he's it was very entertaining. I loved it. Glad we could have him on. And uh, I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So, as always, thanks for stopping by, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody of yo, the yo, world? Yo. Welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. What episode is this, Gary? It's 14er, man. Episode number 14er. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have the great privilege and honor of introducing to you... The myth. The myth. The legend. The legend. Paxton Scott. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right. What's so, going on, uh, dude? Glad you could make it. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate the invite, dude. For sure, no doubt. So, for show tell give the give the crowd a little something, Pax, and tell them who you are, where you come from, what land you, <laughs> what land you come from. <laughs> well, well, obviously, you know, I'm Paxton, and unfortunately, I'm from Louisiana. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, know, I know we're gonna talk about it, but I, I don't know if I really want to. But uh, yeah, man, just graduated from UCA. I guess about a year ago, business management degree, logistics minor. We'll if definitely you definitely talk about okay. that. Yeah, logistics. Yeah, yeah. Working in working in North Little Rock at Maverick Transportation. So Mav man. Yeah man. He's Mav man. Overnight dispatch. I guess is a man. is a way to say it. So yeah. Yeah, dude. So we, the significance of bringing Paxton on, we, me and Will lived with Paxton for over four years. Four. So long we, years. Four long. Yes, we played <laughs> high school sports with Paxton. We've known Paxton for a, a good, good while. And uh, I figure I figure this will be a pretty good episode. We we play off each other and talk talk with each other pretty oh, well. Oh, yeah. We can, uh, when all three of us get going, we can talk a lot of smack. Schmack. And it gets rolling pretty pretty easily. So yeah, I figured I'd take it easy on you guys. You know, yeah, since I'm the guest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we figured we'd be polite since you know. Yeah, since we're recording ourselves and putting ourselves on the internet, <laughs> we won't get too heated. But no, um, we like to start the podcast as you probably know by asking how each other's weeks went. So, Will, how was your week? My week, dude, it was pretty good. Um, one thing. I was looking forward to it all week, and you know, both of you know what I was looking forward to all week. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Was Metallica concert. Master. Master. No, dude. My first of the week was fine, just going to work and stuff. I really wasn't even thinking about work, to be honest. I just wanted to go see Metallica. 
And, something, uh, something to definitely look forward to. Dude, yeah, for sure. And uh, that's my favorite band, in case anybody didn't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've said that before or not, but they're for sure my all-time favorite band. Rock and roll, dude. But, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty metal. It was pretty metal, and uh, I did get to go. Paxton and Gary went with me. Oh yeah, to the yeah, concert, we, man. We had an amazing time. Three meters. We had an amazing time, dude. And man, I couldn't believe it. They rocked. How old they, are they? How they old are my they? Socks off. Um. They're in their fifties, maybe fifties. I was like, thinking sixties. Yeah, I was like, no, they're approaching sixties. They're they're approaching sixties, okay. like fifty five to sixty, I'd say. Isn't it? Isn't it like a sight to see somebody that old rocking that hard, dude? Yeah, it, I, it blew my mind, dude. I was thinking, like, think of how hard they thrashed, like in the eighties and nineties when they were in their prime, no doubt, like peak physical condition, dude. This is gonna sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers aren't as as metal, but. That's the first time I saw really old dudes rocking really hard. Oh, they rock. Yeah, like, dude. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers took their shirts off, too. <laughs> like, it was like 50-year-old men with their shirts off just banging. <laughs> no. Um, but we, we had a good time. Paxton, we, uh, we like, watched the Saints play, because Paxton, he says he's from Louisiana, big Saints fan. And then... Ooh. <laughs> Immediately after that, went and watched Metallica. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a good time, man. I don't know though. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, they rocked really hard, but I feel like they didn't even play that long, or did they? Well, they started because an it, hour and fifteen yeah. minutes after yeah. they were. It like, took them a while to get out. They there. didn't even start till almost nine o'clock, and then it, it ended at like. See, I'm in the I'm the same way. Eleven thirty, maybe. It was like. Yeah, it, it's it was probably two, two and a half hours. It was but. before eleven thirty, was it? Yeah. Oh, but I'm in the same boat. I mean, I can say without a doubt, those were the most talented people I've ever seen perform live. Though I don't know if y'all feel that way, but they were close. It was unbelievable. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen. I wouldn't even say it's the best concert I've been to, but it was like one of the like Metallica's all time. Yeah, I don't man. think it was the best, but they are they're an all time. And I'm I, just watching them. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Metallica. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, that, I, I felt myself, or caught myself thinking that too, like in the middle of the show. I was like, man, this is actually Metallica. Like, I couldn't even believe it. I've listened to Metallica so much, and I'm sure, sure you'll have too. Uh, and it's just like, you've listened to them on your phone or on your iPod Touch or whatever all these years, and you finally get to see them perform in front of you. Oh, yeah. Think about all the people that was there just, you know, listening to it on the cassette tapes. On, on the, the ca- cassette tapes. Uh, on the cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Old school. Dude, they probably Seriously, did have though. cassette tapes. They, their oh, first, yeah. We looked it up. When was, their first album was like 1983. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they for sure had cassette tapes. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're old, man. <laughs> Dude, they're old for sure. But, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know about you guys, but I loved how the stage was set up. They, yeah, it was, it was like. just like a big oval looking type stage, and they could perform to everybody. So nobody kind of felt left out. I mean, at yeah. times you were facing the back of them, but they still yeah. It was like the, the, the 360 stage. It'd been so cool though if it would have like rotated like yeah. on an axis or something. Oh, I was like waiting spun for the around. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Dude, I just I really wonder like why they were so late getting on the stage though. Cause that you know that dude that they had they had this like they had like lame. a hype man. He was yeah. running. He was, lame. he was the hype man just running around. Dude, he sucked though. Dude, it was like after the first two times of him being like, "Yo, we got Metallica coming, dude." Yeah, we know. That's why we're and, here. Every time I come out, they're behind me, and he would never be behind him. 
He said that he came out multiple more times and they were not behind him. <laughs> they were, so the hype man that was, was like 45 minutes after he said that is when the they hype, showed up. The hype man was pissing me off, no doubt. <laughs> and I like uh, I like the screens, how the screens were set up. Oh, yeah. Those were so Yeah, cool. they were like really, they weren't small, but they were smaller in comparison to like a Jumbotron that I've normally seen at a concert. Yeah. There, but there was a ton of them. There was probably 20 and They were like going down and up, like sideways. Yeah. And they had like all yeah. these. It was, it was really cool. And they had cool. different like projections on there. Like one of the songs had, it was like an old timey TV or yeah. old timey yeah. desktop. Yeah, I remember that. that. So cool. Bro, the pyrotechnics when the fire went Dude, off. Dude, I, oh, yeah. I didn't think they were going to have flames, but I was glad. Dude, that we, were, did. we were, we did not have the, the closest seats and you could feel the heat. Yeah. Off of that, and it was like four just massive pillars of flame. Yeah, with how the stage was set up, I was like, "There's no way there's gonna be flames." Yeah, and dude, I wonder how hot it was for them. The, the like, drummer, oh, especially man, he's, he's like right, right in the middle. He's, he's in the ring the, of fire. He's in the furnace. <laughs> but other than that, man, it was great. The only other thing, it was a great show. The only other thing I say. They didn't play an encore, man. They should have played. They an didn't. Encore. They didn't hey, even play an encore. We were like some of the last people there, though, like in the stands. Oh, they were putting up the stage, and we were still like encore, dude. <laughs> Those dude, people. I was, I was we so confused though, because like they went off, and the crowd was going bananas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, they're coming back. And then they cut the lights on and started taking the equipment off the stage. Yeah. I was like, what? I'm, what? The you thing know? is, like, I don't know what they would have played. They should have waited and. Played Inner Sandman. You should have just waited and done that for the encore. Yeah, just one That's last hoorah at the end. Yeah. All in all, good experience. All in all is good. Glad we went. I'm glad got, we went. Yep. got a t shirt. Like, I've been there. Like <laughs> How much that t shirt cost you, Gary? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, it was pretty sweet, though. <laughs> it was pretty sick, about though. It. Was it worth the. Uh, Bro, they know. rip you. <laughs> they rip you so hard on t-shirts, but they're limited know, edition though. I've I've collected limited. Them. I've collected. I got one from Tom Petty, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Um, I don't I don't have one from Brad Paisley, but that's the first concert I ever went to. <laughs> Dude, I get a Brad shirt. Brad. <laughs> Bro, Paisley. no doubt, Brad, Brad slays. <laughs> he does, man. That. I don't know. Well, we're talking about Metallica. I don't, I don't uh, know. Bro! In comparison. We're, we're just talking. Comparison. Bro, we're just talking. For country, I would, yeah, he slays. Sure. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> he Slayer Dude, I, slays. I bet he played the guitar really good, though. Bro, you can't even he say that Brad Paisley slays. It doesn't even go together. Like, Yes, it does. No. Dude, yeah, listen to him play it. guitar. I'm, I'm not, not saying he's not good at guitar, but he doesn't slay. When I think of slay, I'm thinking like yeah, I don't think slay blowing it. the doors off. Oh That's gosh. not the right adjective. <laughs> okay. Slay, slayer. You know, That's kind of what it brings to mind. Yeah, I don't know. That's like hard rocking. All right. Metallica was awesome. Yeah. I, I want to talk before we, before we ask about Paxton's week. I want to tell a story about how me and Paxton came to know each other and become friends. Because it wasn't always this way. We both. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, it wasn't. We, we both uh, went to Clinton uh, High School. Go Jackets. Yeah, well, not high school. We went to Clinton like our whole lives, basically. You went like kindergarten yeah, and everything. Yeah, started in kindergarten. So we play. He was a year older than me. We played sports together when we got into like junior high football and junior high basketball. Um, and we we knew of each other, but playing basketball and football together was really our first like close interactions. And and Paxton, well, I mean, I thought he was pretty stupid too. But Paxton <laughs> thought I was like a stupid little kid. You probably were though. No, was. dude, I was. I, I definitely was. <laughs> and and just to like give you give you something to exemplify what I mean, 
So, this will f- further prove my point. No. Stupid. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Keep going. So, so in in junior high football, we were playing at Lone Oak. Oh, I will never forget. <laughs> we were playing at Lone Oak, and I I play. I was an eighth grader. He was a ninth grader, and man, I didn't play a lot. I didn't get a lot of minutes. Uh, wasn't the greatest football player, and one play, my coach, Coach Franny, grabs me by the collar and he says. He says, "Hey, go go out there." We, we were all we were doing was punting the ball away. I, I was special run- teams operator. I was the running back. I was the safety. I was the punter and yep. the punt returnist. So I, I, we were getting ready to punt the ball. <laughs> oh, okay. So y'all were Keep on going. offense. Okay, yeah. Punt. We yeah, were on yeah. offense, yeah. fixing to punt the ball away. He's like, "Go in there and block <laughs> for the punter." And I was like, "All right." I was, you know, I was hitting my helmet. I was like, oh, "Okay, coach, all right, coach, I'll go in. You got, go. you got a, you got a player in me." And so I, I, I go out there. I had never done this, never done this in practice. I had no idea. And so I'm sitting there. For some reason, I take like this, this like basketball guarding stance, and I, and the the ball snaps back to Paxton. I start like backing up. I'm like, I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna guard him, and I start backing up. I backed up so far. That when Paxson kicked it, he kicked it off of my back. Right off the back. And, like, it didn't even go past the line of scrimmage. And he, like, runs over to the side and gets it again and kicks it away. Oh, I tried to, I tried to somehow salvage it. It was unsalvageable. <laughs> it, I, I honestly thought it hit off his head. It may have hit off his back. But I, I just remember I was so mad. I was like, what are you doing? Just, All you had to do was stand there. Nobody was rushing or anything. All you had to do was stand there, and he's backing into me. Bro, it could I'll be, never forget that. Dude, if I'd have backed up just a little bit farther, man, it it, it went right up my butt, man. It have been a bad, it have been a way worse scenario. Glad it, it went off my back. But no, after that is when and when I was in going from my eighth to ninth grade year in Paxton, his ninth to tenth, we both moved to Southside B Branch the same year. Yeah, I remember. I was like, Garrett, Garrett's moving because he wasn't Gary at that time. He was Garrett. Oh yeah, was like, there's Garrett's a time when Gary was Garrett too. long, long ago. Yeah, and back in the ancient times. Honestly, it was like a, it was like a waterfall effect. Like after we moved, it seemed like everybody moved from oh, Clinton. Yeah. Like everybody just came over. Yeah, and it that was probably. I think that's the first time I actually uh, met you too, Paxton. I'd yeah. seen you around like playing baseball and stuff like that, basketball, mm-hmm. but. I never met you before. That was probably the first time I met you too. Yeah, I bet, he thought, I bet he thought you were dumb too, Will. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> I thought he was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this dude moving to Southside? Yeah, and like we, me and me and Paxton, uh, we ended up playing basketball together at Southside and, and baseball for a year, and uh, we we definitely gotten closer. But after oh, yeah, we high had, school, we had great chemistry in high school yeah, basketball. That's no, for sure, no doubt. But we really became good friends uh, after after I got out of high school, and he was they him and Hunter were looking for a roommate. So me, wow, this is like a a van full of uh, Im- illegal immigrants that's <laughs> piling out. But we had a three bedroom apartment with me, Paxton, yeah. Will, Zach. And Hunter, so oh, we had two people. Packed. We had two people sleeping on the couch, but man, we got Dude, the rent yeah. paid, and the utilities paid. <laughs> Dude, no doubt. Then we had that massive couch too. Yeah. Dude, you could sleep three people on the couch mm-hmm. easily. They wouldn't even be touching yeah, each bro, other. I've still got that couch. <laughs> that couch is legendary. The Dude. times, man. Dude, There's I slept on the couch TBT. for a whole. What was it like? How long do we live there? Six months? Yeah, six months. I slept on the couch the whole six months. Yeah. yeah, dude. Even when we I didn't even have a room. Like I had my clothes in Gary's <laughs> closet. <laughs> oh, I, I'd be getting ready for work and 
walk in there and Gary's just sleeping away. Yeah, that bro. was kind of strange. Yeah, bro. I don't even remember where was Zach stuff at. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because me and Hunter had a room. Maybe he kept him in the pantry. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I have no idea. Dude, I don't know. Those were the times, though. Yeah, man. Those, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're all here sitting here on a podcast. Yeah, man. Dude, that's wild. Think that was a long time ago. If you think about it, five years ago. Yeah, almost. Gosh, yeah, it was five years ago. Because yep. it's it was yeah no almost five years. I guess this summer because that was the summer. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the college experience. Will's Will's fixing to relive the college experience. Dude, I'm already How, living it, baby. How's, how's I've already done. Going? I've already done two homework assignments. Boggy. Oh, you've already started. Yeah. Have fun with that. Dude. What, through Morlton? Yeah. It's not bad. I only have two classes, and they're yeah. only on Monday. What's your class? Oh, so you actually have to go. It's not online. Yeah. Well, one's a hybrid. It's online, then one day a week, and then the other one, uh, it's oral communications and then accounting. What's, who, who teaches oral communications? Oh, you know who teaches oral communications. I can't remember his name. Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. Gosh, he is. Ugh. If you don't, I mean, you'll have to take him because he's the only one that teaches it. But dude, he's not bad. I've kind of... Dude, I, everybody used to say he was so bad. I don't, I don't think he's that bad. Why is he so bad? You Gary? won't change my mind. Dude, because like... Now I, I'm looking at it like a whole different perspective. Like he's not that bad. Yeah, he just, Will's been enlightened, and now, dude, he's, I'm, I, I'm he's, not even he's, kidding, dude. He's, I'm not even kidding. Like we took him whenever he's we were wiser. Whenever we were 18, 19, and I didn't care about anything. Yeah, all I cared about was you know doing whatever I wanted at the house, staying up all night, going wherever I wanted. Not didn't care about homework or nothing. But golly, you're making me feel like I'm not growing up because that's what <laughs> that's, you already graduated college. But uh, no, dude, he's fine now. No, you'll have fun with accounting. I, ho- I hope he listens to this podcast. I put down on my, I had to fill out a sheet about myself. I told him he had a podcast, told him he should listen to it. So, Mr. Herman, if you ever listen to this, I just want, I just want you to know that uh, I've grown up and that I love you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And Gary hates you. And yeah, Gary hates I, I was going to say, you. Mr. You Herman, if you've made it this far, keep listening because I do not like you at all. <laughs> I mean, you're probably a cool person, but as a professor, you you tore me down. Yeah. Tore me down. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Dude, so that one's only an hour and 15 minutes on Monday, and then the accounting one is two hours and 50 minutes on oh, Monday. Oh, man. That's accounting so, below. Uh, you know. Yeah, that will suck. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, we were talking a little bit about, about football and how I met Paxton and everything. Paxton was a pretty pretty good athlete back in the day. I want I want him to talk about um, like some of the sports he played, some of the experiences, and how it bled over into his his burning love for sports that he has nowadays. Yeah, man, I like to, I like to think I was a pretty good athlete. I don't know, I wasn't just college athlete material or anything, but I was all right. Yeah, football was definitely my favorite. Whenever I played, yeah, like I said I, I played. I didn't ever, ever want to come off the field, and whenever I did, I just wanted to get right back on it. So is that still your favorite sport, football, to watch, I guess? Oh, to watch by far. Yeah. Yeah, by far. I mean, I've been, since I was a little third grade, I was an LSU fan and a, a Saints fan. I'd sit in there. You know, LSU was actually good back then. We didn't have Ed Ogeron as our coach. <laughs> He's not bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, when Ed Ogeron became the head coach of LSU, Paxton said he wouldn't watch another game until yeah, he got and I and I, a couple weeks later I was starting. And he's watching. watched every game since then. <laughs> oh yeah, whenever we lost to Troy, oh man, I forgot about that. Oh, that man. was brutal. That was brutal. Oh, so bad, <laughs> so bad. 
but yeah, man. Uh, football is definitely my favorite. And then whenever I moved to Southside, obviously they didn't have football. Yeah. So was that hard for you to not grasp? But well, you kind of knew that going in. But did it? Was it hard to give? Was it hard to give it away like that? Just Um, give it up? Kind of. Not. Not really. I think I was talented enough where I could have went to play at a, a small college. Yeah. I don't know if it would have. I, I could definitely wouldn't have been to the NFL or anything. That's why it wasn't as hard to give up. But even if even if I did go on to play college athletics, it would have been just a small school. I don't even know if I could have done it on offense or defense. I could have been a punter. I was I was a pretty good punter. Yeah. I mean, ask Gary's back. You know. Yeah, bro. Ask my back. It's, it, it was he's a solid the, punt. He still got the scar to this day, dude. <laughs> um, no, it, it wasn't really that hard to give up. Uh, just I'm just. That made me an even bigger fan of of football. And okay. I feel like if I would have stayed, then I wouldn't have lo- I, I wouldn't have the same love as I do now for the sport, just because I wasn't a big fan of the coach and we had very talented teams, but it would have went anywhere because yeah, I, I would, our coach wasn't there that good. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan. But then basketball. And I, I loved basketball at Clinton, but whenever I moved to Southside, that's basically what I had. And, you know, I, I played tournament ball growing up, and whenever I moved to Southside, it just made me get, gave me that bigger, much bigger of a passion for it. So I put more work into it. It was like every day I was shooting yeah, yeah. or, you know, something and trying to improve my game. And, yeah, I think it all worked out in the end. Baseball, yeah, I wasn't dude. very good at it. <laughs> so as a, as a fan – like just experiencing those sports as like when you when you finish high school sports and most people don't go on to play or there's only a handful that go on to play, even play college ball oh yeah but people are like oh it's it's come to an end it's completely over and yeah it is to an extent but like when you switch over from that player to fan like being a fan is fun man oh it's so much fun like getting behind like being part of the I don't know, the crowd behind a team. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Like, when we were all living together, like, we all had our teams. We oh, were yeah. all, like, we watched the NBA. We watched the NFL, MLB. Like, we all had our teams. NHL, we all, it, like, it, even to this day, even though we're, we're far from players, we're still, like, gathering to watch sports as, as fans. So it's still bringing us together, yeah. giving us good times. I mean, this Sunday, we were all gathered together. Recently, <laughs> yes. me and, uh, me and Whitney got an apartment, so kind of showing off the apartment to everybody and yeah, and watching the 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 sad, sad, sad Saints game. <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about that, dude. Paxton? Yeah, oh, let's get man. it. We'll, we'll segue into this. Probably fast. Don't. Let's talk about the Saints game, dude. First, <laughs> no, I probably don't want to talk. First about of all, I'm still stewing. It <laughs> still stewing <laughs> is. Uh, I was thinking about this. For those of you who don't know, the Saints game came down to the wire the very last of the fourth quarter in overtime. It went into overtime. It went into overtime. It went into overtime. The Saints lost in a heartbreaker. But there's a controversial play at the end of the fourth quarter where a penalty should have been called, and it more than likely would have won the game for the Saints. You can't say that it would have 100%. You can't necessarily say, but 99.9% it yeah. probably would have won the game. It probably would have won the game. And so. even if it didn't, it still would have went into overtime. Yeah. And so that's why everybody was so mad, and especially since a trip to the Super Bowl was on the line. Oh, yeah. But I, I was thinking, like, you still can't put the whole game on one play. You know what I mean? See, like, I've, I've tried to think about that myself because, you know, 
on Twitter and social media were like, oh, they, they had plenty of opportunity to win the game. And, yeah, they did have plenty of opportunity to win the game. They were up 13-0. to They shouldn't have let them come back to even be in the game. I mean, if you're up 13-0 at home, yeah. you shouldn't let them come back. But with that being said, that play was so blatantly obvious. Had they made that call like everybody else would have, any other referee would have, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'd be talking about the Super Bowl party that we're going to have a couple of weeks. Because you know? I don't even know <laughs> yeah. if I want to watch the Super Bowl. I'm, so, I'm still oh so upset. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure I will, but at this point, yeah. Yeah. Let's boycott the NFL. It is. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I don't know. That's crazy to think about. It was such an obvious call, though. And, and, and it, wasn't just, it wasn't just like it was pass interference. It was pass interference. It was targeting. targeting. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Like, it could have named so many penalties that it could have been. Yeah. All of them would have resulted in a first down for us. And they would have only one timeout left. It would have been a minute left in the game. You'd have the ball right there on the goal line. It would have been less than a 20-yard or – Okay, definitely less than 30-yard field goal. Yeah, and it, I saw a stat earlier in the game. It said the Saints kicker was like 16 for 16 from field goals less than 40 yards that season. Oh, yeah, he's a great kicker. And, I mean, that's why, I mean, in my opinion, that lost the game. Yeah. Yep, it was it, it was, a, it was a missed call, no doubt. That's what's so aggravating is like, yeah, the Saints lost it, but I don't really feel like they lost it. I feel like. They were kind of cheated out of it. That's what's yeah. so aggravating for and me. That was the the championship or the the NFC championship. Mm-hmm. So the officials officiating the game are supposed to be the best, top notch. That's whole the top league. two officiating crew right there. Yeah, you have to. I'm pretty sure I heard this somewhere. You have to be like not voted in, but like well established as a referee before you even get invited. Or well, I think get the honor have, to participate in the championship games. You I know? think they have like referee stats, and they have like oh, percentages really? on on was this a good call? Did they miss these calls, et cetera, yeah, et cetera? Yeah. Like seriously, that was a supposedly a top two officiating crew. I, I was talking to my stepdad about it the other day, and he said two or three of those referees were from Los Angeles, which. I don't know if there's any bias necessarily that goes Come on. into that. No, dude. But I'm just saying, it, that, that should, you should take <laughs> every effort to take any bias out. I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, it, it's bought off. But something that's that obvious, it just makes me feel like those referees very well could have been paid off or, <laughs> or something was rigged. Dude, everybody else is saying it's uh, paid off too because the Patriots won. Oh, they're just saying they're trying to... And we didn't get to watch that game because we were at Metallica. We were rocking too hard. Oh, yeah. But there's a bunch of controversy in that game, too. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if y'all have seen I saw that. that. I saw that. That's what I was saying. They're saying that uh, that one was bought off, too, because they're just trying to get Tom Brady more wins. They called a, a rough in the passer on Tom Brady. They didn't even knock him down or hit him in the helmet. Like, they hit him on the arm and then threw a rough in the passer penalty on it. That ended up leading into a touch. Like, that got them a touchdown. I don't know, man. Everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> I have I have no words. I have no words. Uh, I'm not one to believe that. I truly don't think that professional sports leagues are. But I I, I really think the Brefs very well could have been bought off for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm a heavy bias, so yeah, you know, it's a little different for me. Just gonna be just gonna be devil's advocate right now. But 
Yeah, you totally sound like a like a conspirator fan. That's like, oh yeah, this and this and this happened. <laughs> oh yeah, and it, it, it the could stars sound like that. perfectly aligned, and this happened. <laughs> and you, yeah, you could say that, and that's why it's kind of hard for me to speak on because I am so biased. Yeah, but I don't know. I, seriously, I've read so many articles. And, <laughs> yes, right, yes, about how deep, the planets you're have deep aligned down the to, rabbit hole. Oh how yeah, the, how the world conspired to screw the saints over. <laughs> Man, at, obviously we were watching the game. I wasn't. I'm not that big into social media, but I was reading an article that after they missed that penalty, oh, Twitter just exploded. It was crazy <laughs> for good reason. For for good reason, yeah. it was it was a terrible missed call. It's like you hear missed call all the time. Like, oh, you missed that call. He missed that call. That was a one hundred percent. How do you miss that call? Type of call. Yep, and. I don't know. It's just unfortunate, but you know, as they say, there's always next year. <laughs> oh, Big Daddy we, Drew Brees already announced he's coming back. He so, did. Yeah. Right, okay, he's coming back, baby. <laughs> Do you think he would have retired if they would have ended up winning the Super Bowl this year? No. Well, it's hard to say. I don't think so. I think he still got some in the tank. Oh yeah, I think he wants to break that touchdown record because that's about the only one that he has left. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's broke them all. How far away is he from breaking it? Um, I don't know the the specific number, but it within a couple of years, it's definitely attainable. Okay, for sure. I think he'll, he'll play until he breaks that. Mm. And I mean, to me, there's a, I don't care what anybody says. There's an argument for greatest quarterback ever with yeah. him. Yeah, and he's for still sure. he's still building on that resume. Yeah, yeah. So Paxton's a Saints fan. They lost. Um. I also want to talk about um, Paxton's kind of in a unique point in his life uh, for most people's life. So he graduated school uh, from UCA, graduated college, I guess I should say, from UCA this last, or uh, no, the spring of 2018. So he hasn't been out of school even a year yet. And he's still, I mean, he's he's settled in. but uh, Yeah, I've been he, with Maverick for over eight months now. Yeah, he's, but it's still... He's made that transition to to the work world, and I just I want you to kind of talk about that experience and maybe maybe shed some light on some people that are going into school, people that are fixing to graduate school, like what to expect, what to what to uh, do and not to do. Yeah, um, it's definitely different for every single person, just because grad school was not for me. First off, I didn't. I, I wanted to be done with the bachelor's degree as quick as possible. I was ready to get out of it. I was done with it. The master's and everything, no, that was just not happening. My GPA wasn't there. I didn't want it to be there. It just wasn't happening. So next step, obviously, is to try to go out and get a career, try to find a job that you can make into a career. And the thing that helped me out the most was befriending, I guess is a word, professors that, that you can use as tools that can help you connect with people and network. And one of the most important things that helped me was the career fair. Like, cause yeah, colleges I, I, set it up all the time. Such, such a great tool. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you actually, uh, even heard about the job at Maverick or Maverick in general as a company. Was it at a career fair? Well, um, different classes that I had taken people like employees from Maverick came and spoke to our class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was multiple class sessions where 
their safety department or, or somebody from their company was was coming to speak to us. And there were several companies, several large companies with great reputations coming to speak to our class. And it's just something I took advantage of. And if, if they have, if they were handing out business cards or pamphlets or anything like that, I mean, you got to take advantage of that. You don't let opportunities like that go to waste. And the, how I actually got the job, one of my professors, he's probably probably my favorite professor ever. Uh, he helped me out tremendously with Maverick. He had some connections there, and I met with them in the career fair and, uh, you know, talked with them. But they definitely weren't my first option. Yeah. Uh, J.B. Hunt and some other companies I was looking ahead of Maverick, but everything just worked out uh, with Maverick, and my professor helped me out a lot, and in a way, he kind of helped me get an interview, and obviously, yeah, I kind of sealed the deal. But he helped me get to that point. Yeah, yeah. I'll speak on. I've I went to a career fair here and there uh, when I went to UCA, and I ended up. Uh, I wasn't like see when when you're talking about grad school. Like I'm, I'm trying to get into grad school. Yeah, that I know that that's that's my path. It's great. There's. I don't think there's a necessarily a bad choice yeah there's choose. i mean make what marcus said that one time like you don't make the right choices you make your choices right like exactly. so whatever you're doing you got to do it and yeah, own I, it. I loved how he put that i've never heard it worded like that yeah yeah um but i went to some career fairs with not the intention of getting a job but going and and listening to job opportunities uh like shadowing opportunities yeah. so i went and and to a, I went to the actual like career fair with all the businesses, like corporations and things of that nature. But they have like specific uh, career fairs as well. I'm sure other campuses, other <laughs> colleges have it as well. But they had like a nutrition career fair. Yeah, so sometimes went, even cities put it on. Like the yeah. city will put it on, and that's good, man. That, high school. That's you can you can have the best resume in the world, but if you don't run across the right people to get you that job, that's another thing. Let me interrupt. Resume that's super important, and I know a lot of colleges have a department that will help you with your resume and make it look better. I know career services at UCA they kind of helped we helped me with mine, make made it fine tune it, made it look better. Yeah, and yeah. that's I mean it's it's not free because you're paying for it in tuition, but like when you're going there and you pay tuition, that's a service that you are going to get for and, free. And use all of those quote free unquote services i mean they, they are seriously they're there to help you dude, there's yeah. a place there's a place at uca at career services where if you don't have like a like a nice attire they to, will give they'll you a give suit. you a suit you can have three, it you they can will give you a three-piece suit that's crazy man like, I didn't they'll know just that. give it to you it's, yeah they'll, they'll that is crazy nice. you everything if you think about it though the resume is super important because that's the first thing they're they're ever Marketing gonna they're ever gonna like, see about you or even know impression. about you at all. That is like, your first impression. Yeah. So they say that's super important. The resume and then the first time they see you. Like you have to be I'm not saying you have to be present like, you know, spit shined up, you know, wearing a three piece suit, dapper no. as ever, but I mean, you need to be go in with a well devised plan and be you know, precise with what you're going to say to him because show them that you put some thought behind and it. And you yeah. need to at least be presentable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially no when they, uh, who was it? I think it's your, it might have been your dad told me this, told us this story, Gary. When he uh, first we did an interview with UPS. Yes, yeah, this is my dad. He, he dressed was, up. He dressed up in a suit and tie, like slacks the whole nine. 
And uh, I don't even know what he was doing. It was something that he was going to work at three a.m. preload, loading trucks. Yeah, loading in trucks a dirty in a dirty facility. Yeah, so it definitely didn't didn't require him to have that attire on in the interview, but he did, and he said, "I, I made a good impression on." Yeah, so, and it does. You show people that you want that job, man. You'll do what it takes. Yeah, for dressing sure. up if that's what the hey, that's something that people like. Yeah. But anyways, back to the the nutrition career fair. I met several like dietitians and people that worked in that field, and I, I mean, I went and job shadowed them. So even if you're even if you know like that you're probably going to take your education a little further, and you you're not going to be in your career for a little bit longer, go to career fairs. Like it'll open your eyes to to opportunities to people. You'll meet some interesting people. Uh, just just utilize the the tools that they have for you there, and that's just networking opportunity that you don't want to pass up. Exactly. Yeah. I've uh, I've talked about it on the podcast. There have been several dietitians. Like I went to Blue Cross Blue Shield the other day. I went and uh, shadowed the dietitian at Conway Regional that does all the tube feedings. I went and sat in with the diabetes educators. Like go and and experience things. Get yourself out there. Yeah, it's crazy to think about too. Is that there's there's so many companies out there that you've never heard of that you can make uh get a job and make a career with, you know, especially in today's time with the internet and mm-hmm. the online stuff. There's just so many oddball companies that you might have never heard of that you can make a make a career out of. It's crazy to think about how Go many. Go look at the Fortune 500 company list and tell me how many of those companies you recognize. Yeah, no kidding. Like <laughs> that's just crazy to think about. There's it is. so many. But, you know, that's the world we live in. So I've I've heard I've heard that term, the Fortune 500, and I know that it, it entails like a prestigious company. Mm-hmm. But what does what does that mean for the Fortune 500 company? I think Fortune 500 is the most profitable. So like the 500 like are most profitable the companies, best of the best. Okay, that's, and it's that's a, awesome. It doesn't matter what industry it is, it's the best of the best companies based on profit. I think it's based on profit. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Fortune 500, an annual list of the five, of the 500 most profitable U.S. industrial corporations. Yeah, well, you nailed that one. Spot on, on baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Paxton's a businessman. Yeah, he's a he's a businessman. He's what is supply chain management with yeah, man. an emphasis in logistics. Uh, yeah, logistics. Logistics. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to to, yeah, to work. Yeah. It. Well, tell us tell us a little bit about your job, man. Tell us a little about what like what you do specifically at Maverick. It, it is very general. It's kind of hard to explain. I work in the evening time, so whenever everybody else is going home, every department's going home, all the bosses, everybody. That's whenever I'm getting there. So everybody leaves at four or five o'clock. I'm getting there at four o'clock, and I'm staying there, you know, till midnight or later. And I work after hours, and my term is extended logistics representative. So the logistics part of it is more focused in our temperature control division. So you see the big reefer trailers. Um, that's what they call it, a reef, reefer trailer. <laughs> a reefer, a reefer trailer. Reefer trailer, reefer trailer dude. Well, yeah, it's a refrigerated trailer. That's what it's short for. Refridge? Oh, I get it now. The reefer trailer. The reefer trailer. It's full well, of You pot. better not get pulled over in the <laughs> reefer yeah, trailer. Dude, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I totally lost my train of thought there. But that's what I'm more focused in is, you know, we're hauling fresh chicken, frozen food, fresh vegetables. 
et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Et cetera. So, so that's, what, that's what I'm more focused on is that division. Yeah. So Maverick itself is just the trucks and you guys haul trailers and loads and stuff for all kind of different companies and whatnot. Is that uh, correct? Yeah. No? Yeah. I, that's a simple way to put it. I, I would say it's more than just that. Okay. I mean, we got close to 2,000 Oh, so like, y'all have your own trailers, too? Yes. Well, those are our trailers. Okay, so like, say... So wherever we go, they're loading our trailers. Yeah, so say you you guys use your own equipment, your own trucks and trailers, yes. and then somebody would pay you guys to haul their, yes, we're not, their goods. Our drivers don't touch any of the freight. Like We're providing the truck and the trailer, and they are loading our trailer, and our driver is just driving. Okay. And wherever they go to, they're unloading that product. Yeah. 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 So you, you're not, you're just distributing. You're not actually like producing anything. You're, 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 you're not producing anything. You're providing a service of distribution basically. Yeah. We are strictly a transportation. Tell them, tell them what Maverick is most known for in the transportation. Uh, we're one of the most profitable glass haulers in the nation. Like I'm talking, Glass yeah, haulers, like baby. Glass like big skyscraper, skyscraper glass. Yeah, like man, those loads. It's unbelievable how much money of glass is on the back of those trailers. Dude, do you know? Like, I don't even know if you could say this or not. Like, say you had a huge trailer full of glass. How much profit would you make off of hauling that like across the country or something? Um. Well, it depends, and this is actually something too. Our glass. They don't just haul in the com- in the country. They go into Canada as well. Oh, so they're also crossing country lines to haul, haul this glass. The border. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking. Some of those loads are. I'm. I. I don't know the exact numbers. Obviously, yeah. I'm not really in the sales and stuff. But some of those loads are hundred thousand plus. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of glass. <laughs> That's a lot of glass. Yeah, and whenever you get a driver that calls in after hours and say, hey, I just flipped my truck and there's glass all over the interstate, think about that's thousands and thousands of dollars that are just laying there Dude, on the interstate. He's getting fried when he gets back to the office. Yeah, so like, Oh, yeah, if you flip a truck, you're... Are you're, you fired for sure? I guess it depends on the situation, but yes, vast majority, you're done. <laughs> You do, yeah. dude. I, or never mind. Go ahead, Gary. Maverick prioritizes safety over anything. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, like, so these you were saying, like a driver calls in, uh, and and you know they they flipped a truck or whatever. So like you are on the receiving end of like your driver's problems, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So with me working after hours, this is more about what I'm doing on a daily basis. We're. It's literally we're in a guard shack, so we're we're working in a shack with dual monitors right here in front of us and a phone, and that phone is ringing from the time I get there to the time I leave. Obviously, there's slow days and there's a lot busier days, but for the most part, like I'm taking hundreds of calls in a night, and it could be something as simple simple as "Hey, what time am I supposed to be there?" To yeah, something like, "Hey, I just flipped my truck." <laughs> Dude, Man, like so we had a driver this Saturday call in, and I don't know. I'm sure y'all know about all the snow that's been, all the snowstorms yeah. been happening. And he hit some uh, black ice. And is how far episode is that what you're thinking about? 
<laughs> he had some black eyes, and he was one of our TCD haulers, and he had a load of fresh chicken in the back of his trailer. Temperature control division for and those of you that don't know. he flipped his truck, and the chicken like went out. somehow. I don't know how, but somehow it went up outside of the trailer, like out of the top. It went out of the top of the trailer, and it was chicken laying all over the road. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Spilt chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just something like that, and we're getting hundreds of phone calls every night, and it we're... It's like we're after hours safety, we're after hours dispatch, we're after hours everything. So let me ask, um, we, we've talked a little bit about in the past, in past episodes, um, the lack of, like, well, specifically sleep, but then we kind of went into specifically like truck drivers and, and the lack of sleep, and you were talking about how, how Maverick... <clears throat> Their their number one concern is safety. Yeah, and then to, even on top of that, like you're working the after hours. Um, what what'd you say your title was again? Extended uh, logistics representative is okay. the title, but we're extended services is what we are. Yeah, and so um, I don't know if you have received any calls or anything, but like uh, about like sleep or like having to cut it off. But like, what does Maverick do to take steps to get drivers not to? go over their time or go uh, and like sleep deprive themselves basically to get money. Cause I know that's kind of a stigma in the trucking yeah. industry. Well, I can't speak for other trucking companies, but our specifically, if a driver calls in and he's tired, like he's immediately, we're telling him immediately shut down your truck, get somewhere that's safe and legal to park, shut down, get some rest. You know, if you're still tired in the morning, get some more rest. Let us know whenever you're safe to drive and, because that's the most that's the most important. I mean, you're not going to tell a driver to go out there and drive sleep sleepy. It's just yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. And I I know I've I've heard you guys talk about it on some past episodes. It's it's like a federal law. The drivers' hours that they have and are allowed to work. That's a federal law. So it's nothing that on Maverick. Like there's federal laws on how much. Hour, how many hours in a day a driver can work, how many hours a day a driver can drive, and how many hours a day he can work like a week. So they have an eight-hour clock, and they have eight hours. Anytime in those eight hours, they need to take a 30-minute break. So a lot of times that's their lunch break. Yeah, in, in, yeah. In a sense. And they have an 11-hour clock, and they can't drive over 11 hours in a day. And they have a 14-hour clock. You can't work over 14 hours in a day. And then they have a 70-hour clock, and that's your weekly clock. And there's a bunch of different w- rules that go into that. I would have to sit down and show you guys, like, in on paper and on, online. Yeah. To go so more they're having deep to, into it. They have to, to manage s- their clock. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that is an element I wouldn't have thought about as a truck driver. Like, you got to make sure that you're not going over your hours. Yeah. yeah. It's it, a federal Is law. it a serious, inf- like, what would happen? If they do go over their hours and they get like they get found out about it, like if, is it like if a, a serious, highway police somebody pulls yeah, them if it, over? Yeah, is it like a super serious infraction? Do they get a fine or do they get? It depends on the situation because we have drivers every every day I work. There's people that go over their hours, and I could sit here and talk about transportation all day. But there there's a, a such a shortage in driver parking across this this nation. That sometimes there's just nowhere to park legally, safely and legally. So yeah. all the time we have drivers call like, hey, there's nowhere to park. Or I just picked up this load or I just delivered this load. There's nowhere to park here. About to bust my clock and get somewhere to park. So 
there's situations, but if if it's one of those things that there's plenty of room to park, they're just purposely driving over their clock. Yeah, they can get a fine and get a ticket. I okay. don't know how much it would be or any yeah. of those details, but yeah. Yeah, that that is crazy though, because what if you were driving like through the middle of the Badlands, like where there's no oh northeast, the, there's yeah, there's no, no cities country. around. You're just driving through open country, and they don't have any rest stops or anything. Within like the next hundred miles, and you already went over your clock. Like, what are you supposed to do? You just keep going? Well, uh, legally, yeah, you're supposed to get to the, the first safe and legal parking spot. But I mean, I know you guys have seen it multiple times. Drivers will just pull over on the side of the road and just park there on the shoulder. And yeah, that's obviously not safe. Yeah, and it's not legal, but it happens because there's no huh. parking. There's not enough parking for everybody. Yeah. It's, I didn't think about that. Of a, more of an infrastructure problem than anything. Yeah, and and there's multiple states, and every day in DC, there's people pushing for more truck parking. And I know right there where I work is at the Galloway exit. Mm-hmm. There's a Love that just that's just opened up, and they added a lot more truck parking. So like, there's there's companies out there, and there's people out there that are, are pushing for more of it. But yeah, it, it's a major problem, and Every year, um, the I think it's the United, yeah, it's the United States Department of Trucking or whatever it is mm-hmm. in Arkansas. They come out with a list of the ten most important issues, and every year, driver shortage is number one, and driver parking is right there behind it. Yeah, I was about to say I saw uh, it might have been on the news where it was saying <laughs> in the United States now there are less truck drivers than ever before. Mm-hmm. And is. the demand for truck drivers are higher is, is higher than ever yeah. due to the fact of online shopping. Well, not necessarily online shopping, but just things being, one being able to be be bought online and yeah. transactions being made online, not in person. That you need, you know, more drivers and more transportation vehicles to fill those places. And dude, tell me if I'm wrong about this. I didn't know that you had to be 21 to be a semi truck driver. Yeah, is so, that true? Yeah, that is true. Well. Kind or, or, of. Get That's a, kind of or to get a CDL license, you license you have to be twenty one. I, I know in Arkansas, I don't know about other states, but okay. in Arkansas, if you're eighteen or above, you can drive inside of the state of Arkansas, but you can't drive outside of the state lines. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. And if you're over twenty one, you can drive anywhere in the country. That's crazy to me, though. Which, but it's, think about that logically, though, because this is a thing that that the industry some wisdom on us. This is the thing that the industry is trying to say. Hey, there's such a driver shortage. Just drop the age a couple years, and there, that's a lot more drivers right there. But think about this: how many products are you shipping inside of the state of Arkansas? Like, you're not. There's hardly ever a time that you're just going to ship. Yeah, not from that many. One city to Arkansas into to another city in Arkansas. So, like, that's the stupidest. It's the stupidest law. Yeah, and I, my dad actually has his uh, CDL license. And it's like a super extensive process oh, just yeah. to get one. Like it's tough. The the tests are super hard. You have to do like a vehicle inspection test where you have to tell all the safety yeah. features of the whole vehicle. And I think at and, any time, any time, he can get randomly pulled for a drug test. Yeah, and the um, um, what was it? Oh, the driving part is super hard too because yeah. you actually have to have like borrow a truck and back a trailer into a certain area. Mm-hmm. So to, my thing is, it doesn't matter if you're eighteen, nineteen. 20 or 21 if you have the skills and knowledge to pass the extensive test that'll test your skill and capability then you should be able to you know get your cdl license and drive anywhere you want 
Because if, if you can pass the test and it's a good test, you know, very strict, yeah. very, you know, regulated on what's on it, then I think you should be able to drive anywhere. No, I, it's just I, like anything I agree. Else. And there's, like I said, there's people that are lobbying every day to try to get that law changed. Yeah, That's man. crazy. That That is what the point you made, Will, um, about how there's such a demand for online shopping, which means there's more and more like shipping through trucks, but then we don't have as many drivers. So I bet by by just just ration, um, more money is being given to truck drivers. I figure they make pretty pretty good money to drive. Oh, a lot of drivers are making double what I make. That's crazy, yeah. like, man. And I like figure well over double. I figure it's just like anything else too. If you if you stay at a company or a transportation company, or whatever, for an extended period of time. The longer or more longevity you have there, the higher, the more you'll get paid. Yeah, I mean, we have several, several drivers that make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Now they're working their ass off to to get to that point. Yeah. But they're they're over a hundred k. Yeah. Man. How many? How that many? It is a lot of hours though. And you don't think about a truck driver making good money like that. Yeah, that's true. You but, wouldn't think that. But just recently, because there is such a shortage, obviously they're increasing pay, and with the electronic logging device, it's an EDL they call it. That has been legalized across the nation now, and that's going to make a fair market more for everybody, where everybody's getting more money. Because used to, just a couple, so explain not this too long log, ago, explain drivers had to keep is. their logs on paper. Mm-hmm. So their hours and stuff, they kept it on paper. So they could easily manipulate it? So they could easily manipulate it, and drivers sit there, take some meth, and drive all day. But now you can't do that. You, seriously, though. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Because oh, when they cracked out on meth, they don't know how to work the that's computer. A, that's a stigma, man. <laughs> Dude, back in the day, on meth. they're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Peterbilt coming down. <laughs> Jake, break. That's a Mack truck, baby. <laughs> no, but, but for real, you can easily manipulate that. And that's why one of the reasons. The, elect, the electronic logging device, the EDL, it's, it's an awesome tool. And it will make the market as of transportation fair for everybody because with the paper logging a lot a lot smaller companies and there there's so much stuff we could talk about it's so easy to start up a start uh, start up a small company just one or two trucks it's super simple all you gotta do is buy a truck yeah yeah or a trailer you know you can you can haul anything yeah you just gotta get a hold of a broker or you could be your own broker and Call up companies like, hey, you need anybody to haul your freight today? Here's my prices. Well, if they're keeping it on paper logs, they can lowball their prices. Say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this up to I'm gonna get this 500 mile load there in half the time anybody else can because I'm gonna drive illegally and manipulate my logs. So they're in a sense hauling. It's impossible legally to do. What they're, they're saying they do? What they're, okay. It's impossible. Yeah. But, companies, but they do it. But companies are doing it, and truckers are doing it, because companies obviously want to pay that lower rate. Yeah, and, and as a broker, I mean, if you got somebody offering these prices in half the time, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? And if they're not, I mean, it's on them, their end, even if they do mm-hmm. mess up. So it's like you're not really exactly. risking much. So that, it, for the market, it's terrible. Cause, yeah. Because all the people that are out there trying to do it illegally, those are there's so many loads that they're not getting because of these prices and these these people running illegal. 
But with the electronic logging device, it kind of brings a balance to the industry. Yeah. And in a sense, it, it, it works for everybody and everybody makes more money because of it. And people with smaller companies and with just fewer trucks, they don't understand this because they're like, oh, these people are trying to take our business away. They're trying to bring the government in here and, and just ruin my business. Well, that's not the case. They want to make sure everything's safe and legal. And in the end, you're going to get more money because of this. Because every, everybody nationwide will be doing the same thing. And they're all running legally. And it brings a balance to the prices. Yeah, it yeah. makes it it makes it a lot more accurate. I mean, just think harder, about it logically, you know, harder to manipulate, a lot more accurate with logging. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, like anything. It. If if you're a, a small trucking trucking company and you have fair prices to the market value of other companies, and you can deliver a load without anything getting messed up, then you're still gonna get business. Like, yeah. if you're good at what you're doing, you're gonna get business. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you say yeah. you can get it there whenever you're supposed to. Oh, you're gonna have yeah, business. You just There's can't. No you just can't that. cheat the system as easily, which we don't. We don't want you to cheat. And we don't the want that to happen because that it hurts everybody. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's just really cool, dude. Seriously, I'm, we could talk about stuff like this all day. The like, thing is, nobody thinks about trucking like that. Nobody thinks that all this time and effort goes stat. into it. You know what just, I mean? Just in that. You know what I'm saying, Gary? Like, well, I'll use me and Gary as an example. Just the average Joe doesn't know much about it. You, you I mean. You can fall into the trap of just saying, oh, they're just truck drivers. They're just driving down the road, just doing their thing. Not even think about what goes into the, into the load or into mm-hmm. the... Think about all of the things that would be harder to do if we didn't have a like, trucking industry like we do. Yeah. Dude, none of the stores would have any, any stock. Like, every time I go to Walmart, I see a truck backed in unloading stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't ever have any groceries. But you see that, and you see it so often, it just, it just kind of goes, yeah, you just go commonality. Yeah. yeah, and, and it's, it's very, very important that we have distribution like that. Yeah. Okay, in 2015, you guys know what the, the nation's GDP is, right? What gross is? domestic product. It's basically how much money that we are spending or bringing in as like a country. Okay, so, so like, gro- like everything. It's like everything. Okay. GDP. In 2015, transportation, like the transportation industry, was almost 8% of the nation's GDP, and that equates to almost $2 trillion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Trillion with a trillion T? Trillion with a T. With a T? Yeah. That's crazy. That is insane. And that was, that was a couple years ago, so that was almost five years ago. By now, it's even more. That's crazy, dude. Trillion? You just don't trillion. Just don't understand how much we rely on distribution. More than the trucking five industry. million U.S. workers are employed in transportation. Five, five million. million. That's a lot, dude. And that's a shortage because we were just talking about. Yeah, we're, we got that's a shortage crazy. of drivers. Yeah, yeah. And that's a shortage. Man, it's a lot of trucks. And then uh, transportation industry in Arkansas is the second most employed people. So oh, huh. cool. It's it's huge in Arkansas. That's crazy. I mean, but think about it. Think about how how some huge companies that reside in Arkansas. We got Tyson. We got Walmart. Like we have some huge, and we have huge trucking companies too. We Isn't have JB, JB Hunt, JB Hunt, yeah. and Maverick. That's another large one. Like trucking is huge for Arkansas's economy. Yeah, I mean that that makes that makes sense, and that's that's why roads and infrastructure and everything like that is so important. Like to the nation, especially to Arkansas. 
Yeah. What uh I know that we have like I mean you can just drive down the road and you can tell that we we have a uh a need for better roads. Oh yeah. And it's uh, everywhere. And like as a truck driver, I'm sure they they feel that impact even more than somebody that's just driving around town. They drive all over the country, all over states and like, yeah, and you talk to people that are like more uneducated about the topic, or like, well, and they're like, "Well, the big trucks are the ones that's messing up the roads." <laughs> you know, well, it's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, I guess you can kind of say they contributing, are. contributing, they, they are contributing, but it's, they have to, or or you wouldn't have anything. Think about this: every single thing that you own has been on a truck, one point in that product's life. That's crazy. That's crazy. Have you ever thought about that? No. So everything in this room has at one point been on a truck. Like even the lumber that, that yeah. builds the room. Everything. Even so. I've been on a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I was delivered to this earth by a truck. <laughs> I was a born on a truck. 1969 <laughs> Peterbilt, big old eagle. Dude, I'd say so. My uncle, um, he actually works for his dad. They have a trucking company in B Ranch. Parish, hey. Parish and Sons Trucking. Oh, yeah. And uh, dude, he How has. How many a, trucks they got, you know? Uh, not that many, like two or three probably. And uh, they they might have had more back in the day. I don't think they have that many now. But, yeah. dude, he has the sickest truck ever. I didn't know it was this old. It's like a 1960s model. Peterbilt. And that wow. Peterbilt is like just the coolest truck to me. I don't know if there's cooler ones than that. But it's like, it's just bright yellow, like the brightest yellow you've ever seen. It's got a big old hood ornament. It's like a big angel on the front of it. Oh, the yeah. wings are huge. The The top is really short. It's not, not chopped off, but it's pretty short. Sleeper cab, it's long, huge chrome wheels with like these little spikes coming out of it. You pimped and, out his cabin? Yeah, dude. It's a sweet sleeper cabin. And the smokestacks are huge, like twice as tall as the cab with chrome. They're like as big dude, around as my legs. Sweet. Dude, there. It is the coolest truck I've ever seen. It's got a train horn on it. <laughs> dude, it's the coolest truck. Uh, yeah, you have that's what I think of whenever I think of trucking. Like they have super elegant and sleek trucks now, but oh yeah, that one's super old and it's just the coolest oh, you one. Know ever. How much those trucks cost? Dude. Unbelievable. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But anyways, that's that's pretty cool. Give you a little bit of a of a window into what Paxton does, and I know I am I am not. I said this last podcast, but I am not. I'm illiterate. When it comes to to business, when it comes to uh, supply chain management, things like that, I'm more educated in the sciences. And living with Paxton through his college experience, having him, you know, shed these little nuggets of wisdom here and there, it, it definitely opened my eyes and made me appreciate the trucking industry and and to realize the importance of the infrastructure of America. So I. I one of the reasons I wanted to bring him on, and there's multiple reasons, but one of the reasons I, I wanted to give y'all a window into that uh, realm of importance, if you will. Yeah, that's the whole point of the podcast, man, is to help people and ourselves see things from a different perspective than what we would usually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, it's like I have never would have thought about trucking in that way before, or transportation in general, and most anybody wouldn't mm -hmm. unless you had somebody that was knowledgeable about it to tell you so. Yeah, or you had maybe a flam family member that, that did it. or Yeah. Man, yeah. there's so many stats I could just roll off. That Which is like, crazy. What? I mean, you talk about that, but I mean, my dad's a UPS man. I didn't know all that stuff. 
You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he, I, I grew up, and he was, which he he stays within a lot smaller area. It's, it's a not, different kind, but it's yeah, it's, it's still, just as important as anything else. Exactly. If you don't have a UPS man, you don't get you don't get Amazon packages most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I, true. And I, and like I said, there's so many different variations, and transportation as a whole uh, is an industry. I mean. We're talking about trucks, but there's planes, there's trains, there's pipe, there's boats. <laughs> We're scratching the surface of yeah. distribution. <laughs> I mean, you can, talking about that, you said eight percent of the the D GDP, GDP yeah. was was trucking, and that's I don't not, think that, that was transportation. Okay, that was, was transportation. transportation. Okay, I was, I was to say, say I was like, dude, <laughs> what else are we? What else let are me, we missing? Let me check that, but I'm pretty sure that's that's as a whole. Okay, wow. Still though, that's still crazy, man. That's. That man, that's almost that's almost ten percent of GDP. Yeah, I that's got a it. lot. That's logistics as a whole. Okay, cool. No, but yeah, man. Uh, kind of before we wrap this up, kind of want to talk about my weekend. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Let's hear about you. I, I kind of had a big weekend. Well, let's hear. It. So, uh, so let me think here. So Saturday, it's a pretty big day. I, I would say. Yeah. 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 It's normally I work 12 hour shift on Saturday. I normally work. Uh, this sucks. I get off at 12 on Friday. I got to wake back up and be back in Little Rock by 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, that does oh, suck. That sucks. <laughs> normally I'm there for 12 hours, which, oh man, that even sucks even worse. Yeah. The longest shift of the week. But I worked half day that day, ran a couple errands. And uh, like, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, me and Whitney. Uh, my girlfriend recently moved into our apartment literally a week ago. So this whole week we've been getting stuff moved in and kind of getting settled. And oh man, it's been it's been a week for sure. But uh, like I said, ran a couple errands, uh, went home, set the apartment up. You know, got the candlelit table all set up, got the decorations up. Clean my face up, trim the big old beard, <laughs> and it surprised Whitney. She, I, I had her friend and her and her sister take her out shopping, and went and got her nails done and everything. So she walked in, and I was I was there in the apartment cooking a a nice fancy dinner, lamb chops, ooh, lamb yeah. chops, some roasted asparagus, some little baby potatoes. Oh man, it was good. But I guess surprised her, and then ate dinner. Ended up. Asked her to marry me after. Uh, oh, that's man. awesome, dude! dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. It, it was it was wild. It was it was crazy, dude. Do you still has it even? I, well, I know it sank in, but you obviously knew what you were doing. Yeah, I've known for a lot for her. Yeah. She's like, <gasps> <laughs> she's like, wait, I still have this ring on my finger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've known for for a while. So yeah, it, it's it's sank in more for me, but it's still like, wait, man, this is crazy. You know, dude, it's crazy though to think about. That you know, the thing is though, when you know, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I know that's cliche to, to it say. It is very cliche, but it's the truth. It is so true. It's though. cliche because it's true. Yeah, because people say it so often because it's true. Yeah, yeah. And especially at a time now in the United States where the divorce rate's like over fifty percent. To you know, me, they say millennials are actually like not getting divorced, like at all compared to the. The other generation. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. Well, <laughs> throw that in there. It, yeah, but it's like, 
<laughs> that's not that's not a a reason to want to stay married, but it's a it's motivation. It's like you want to defy the odds, you know. It's like you love this person so much, you don't want to get divorced, you know. You want to be a statistic on yeah. the on the better side. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's kind of strange to think that way, but yeah. you know, how it is. how long were you with Courtney before you asked her to marry you? Like dating or like just dating her? Yeah. How long were we all together? <laughs> Dude, boy, well, we weren't actually dating, but uh, like eighth grade. So man, we couldn't really go on dates because I couldn't drive. We started going on dates and I could drive, so that was like tenth <laughs> grade. Um. Man, that's like... I mean, it's been well over 10 years. 10 years? No, 9, 10 years. Okay, so right around 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, you you put in a lot of a lot of work. There was a lot of time for you to, to let all of it sink in, and by the time it came around, man, you knew. Yeah. But how long have you and Whitney been together, Paxton? It was a little over two months. No, or two, two years. months. Two, two, two years. Just two months. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, two bro. years, excuse me. So, sorry, Whitney. And, uh, <laughs> yes, Whitney, two months. Yeah, I know you two months. Hey, when you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, man. No, but you, you put in you've put in the time. You, you know. knew before that though, too. And yeah, and you, oh, yeah. yeah, and you dated you dated her before. Like so yeah, y'all yeah. yeah, you've put in the time, man. When you know, you know. And it's 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 man, it's it's mind blowing for me. I'll give you talking about giving people different perspectives. I'll give you a perspective. So Will's over here already married. He's been married. He's settled in. Paxton is engaged. I don't have a girlfriend. So it's like it's like I've seen wrong with that, though. no, definitely no, no. I don't I don't really want one right now. But the um. It's just it's wild because like I I was with y'all and like we were I mean y'all y'all still you had a girlfriend with Courtney and you you had girlfriends through our college yeah. experience but it's just wild seeing like two of these guys that I lived with and like now they're I mean, Pax is gonna be married here for too long yeah like that's just so it is wild, wild man. dude it's crazy to think about the time that has elapsed yeah in such a short. Well, it seems so it's such short. a short time. It, it seems <laughs> like it, it's elapsed so fast, but really it's been like four or five years. You know what I mean? That's wild to me. Yeah. Time I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but we've been together for over two years. Yeah, it doesn't. It, does, it like honestly doesn't all. seem like that. Yeah. Because I remember when you and Whitney started dating. Do you remember that, Gary? Yeah. When we were all living together? Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem like that was two years ago. That's crazy. No, not at all. I was honestly I've been through a lot. I've honestly expected I've honestly expected like a year and a half or so and you said two years and I was like, dang, it has been two years. Yeah. I mean just like in those two years I've went through several jobs, went through several college classes, graduated college, got a, a career type of job. Like it's crazy how much can happen in just such a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this since we're on this. Um, and I, I said when me and Will started the podcast, I think it was like the first episode, we talked about we talked about Will's marriage and all that and what I thought about Courtney and everything. And I, I've known Courtney for a long time, but the past, oh, when did, when did Whitney move in? I mean, it's been... It's like April, May. So it's been seven, eight months, her living at the house, something, something like that. Something like that. So Whitney, yeah, Whitney, 
when he moved in uh, with Paxton, and I've I've lived with Paxton, so for the past seven or eight months, I've gotten the opportunity to to know Whitney a little bit better. And from from my perspective, y'all are happy. She's a she's an amazing woman. So oh, yeah, great I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that y'all are ending up together. I'm glad that y'all are all making it work. And uh, thanks, man. I, I want to keep on. I mean, I know you're not living with me anymore, but definitely want to keep on making oh, making yeah. uh, time. You know. Oh yeah, you know I, that ain't changing. So I, like like seriously, we just got settled in, and we want to invite everybody over. Just yeah. To- and this is just like, man, it's per- perfect time to do a podcast uh, right after all this. Yeah, I had a taken. huge weekend. I got yeah. proposed, then I watched the Saints lose and <laughs> been, watched it, Metallica. Dude, it would have been just so killer, though, if they would have won. That would have been That's like, what pisses me off. It <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, we're, ha- we're having an engagement party on uh, this Sunday. So you guys will be getting the invitation shortly after this podcast. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. crazy, though. Awesome. When... I, I know it's right after you probably don't know, but do you guys know when you're going to get married or what? Uh, a general idea? Yeah. We're, Everybody always asks. We're that honestly question. talking like June, maybe. We're we're thinking either June or October, but I think everybody wants it to happen in June. Like Woody wants it to happen in June. So in June. it's probably going to happen the first of June. You're going to have like a, which y'all may not know yet and haven't talked about it, but y'all want like a church wedding, like a venue. We're talking venue, about, like, yeah, we're talking about like a destination, like going, going somewhere yeah, to awesome. a beach or something. That's That'd awesome. be killer though. Yeah. We still got a lot of details to work out and we got, we got time. Honey. Oh yeah. Yeah. No need to rush. That's crazy though, man. It's only five months. It'll sneak up on you for sure. Yeah. It'll sneak up on you. Yeah, not in a bad way, but hey, it hey, just good luck, time Whitney. Flies. Have fun with it. Have fun with that. <laughs> That's the thing. Like wedding planning was not my forte. I just let the I let the bosses handle that. Hey, by bosses, bosses, by bosses, I mean uh, my wife and her sisters and her mom. Yeah, <laughs> which that, that is a good thing though. Whitney does have two sisters, three sisters, mm-hmm. so they got they can handle that. And, the, and yeah. you have a sister and your mom. I tell you, I tell you, and and. <laughs> This may change, but I'm sure my, my future wife will be cool with it. I want to have a, what you're talking about, like a destination yeah. wedding, have a, a very sh- a small amount of people there, and then come like back to around here and then have like a party maybe. That's exactly what we're do, doing. Do something along the lines of, you know, not go through all of our vows and everything, but do like some type of little ceremonial type thing, let everybody know, you know, yeah, yeah we're really married, and then just have a party. That's what we're talking about doing, that reception. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> we're gonna have. A I'll, good I'll have a whole like lot more say in the reception. <laughs> Heck <laughs> yeah! You le- you, I'll leave the wedding to you. You leave the reception to me. Yeah. Really? <laughs> hey man, the point of the reception though, it's a party. Yeah, it's for so your we friends were, and family. To and have we're, it, we're there to, to celebrate. celebrate. Yeah, yeah, we're there to celebrate the marriage, and I will celebrate that night. Yes, <laughs> we will all celebrate. Party. <laughs> Party on, Wayne. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a great weekend for sure. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, man, you got anything else for him, Will? Man, we covered about everything I had. Okay. I just wanted to talk about the the concert, uh, your job, what you do, what you get, you know, what you got going on in your life. Getting married, you talked about that. So yeah, well, we gave a little backstory on how we met, everything. Yeah. So. I Man. want to. Uh, you got any closing words, Gary, for Paxton? Yeah, I do. I do. We did this for for Marcus last time, and I, I really want to. I really want to start doing this with our guests. 
So if there if there's one thing, if there's one thing that you can tell the audience, just right off the top of your head, whether it's advice, whether it's a story, whatever, what what would something you tell that them? you've learned along the way in your life that you would you would like to share with somebody else that maybe could help them? Oh man, I wish y'all had asked me this before. Yeah, this is what we like to. We're gonna start putting people on the spot. It doesn't have to be some long elaborate thing. No, you know, just just just, be, just give just give them something. Well, uh, yeah, you kind of put me on the spot here, so <laughs> don't Sorry, expect dude. like some so- Socrates and <laughs> Socrates, uh, you know, some major philosophy. Give us a here. big scientific philosophy <laughs> or something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, for real, I'm just gonna leave it. You know, no matter what you're doing in life, whether you're going down the college path or whether you're going into a trade or or whatever you're doing, just do it to the best of your abilities. You know, work hard. And if you're in a tough spot, you know, just work through it, power through it. There's always better better times on the horizon. That's true, man. For sure. In the words of the great Coach Gilbert Lewis, he said, work hard and you'll be successful. Hey. I thought you were going to say, work hard, play harder. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw Coach, I saw Coach Lewis uh, at, at, a, uh, at a visitation, actually. It was, a, it was a tough, tough time back in the branch this, uh, this past week. Uh, I think there were three three people. Yeah, just uh-huh, want to yeah, give a yeah. give a little Man. bit of acknowledgement to to those yeah. people. It was Jerry Duncan, uh, Mason's grandpa? Uh-huh. I know. Um, I didn't I didn't know them, but uh, it was it was Holland. That's all I know. Yeah. Holland um, also died, and then Jessalyn Williams, yep. which yeah, we tough. went to school. I mean, she was a little bit younger than us. Yeah, probably she's probably that, that just blows my mind, man. Life life is fragile. Um, it is, but but definitely enjoy your experience and and take the moments in while you have them. Yeah, it's true, man. Those, Don't take things people. for granted. Enjoy the life that you have. So, on that note, that's Paxton Scott. We're glad you came yes, on, sir. man. Hey, man, y'all invite me back anytime. Yeah, we'll I'll be more than happy to for sure. He's, he's pretty comedy and knowledge to the to the folks out there. He's he's pretty. Uh, Easily accessible for us, so we'll, we'll probably have him yeah, on again he'll probably sometime. Be a, he'll probably be a repeat customer. Yeah, no doubt. But anyways, that's uh, that's it. You man. gonna give him the social medias, Gary? Oh yeah, oh yeah, bro. We always got to finish her <laughs> off. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you can know find social- me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six and on Snapchat at Gary G A I R Y. And you can find me on Instagram as Will underscore Pennington zero zero. And on Twitter as the Scavenger Twenty Three, you can also find us on YouTube at Casual Conversation Podcast. That's Casual Conversation Podcast, and on Instagram as well at again, you guessed it, at Casual Conversation Podcast. Yeah, Paxton, man. I saw y'all uh, made that Instagram. Yeah, man, we're, yeah. We're, we need to post a pic tonight for sure. Yeah, we'll dude. post a pic tonight. Well, I guess for sure. Whenever it goes live, I guess. Oh, uh, we'll post one. Well, we might go live tonight. It'll be tomorrow, probably. But okay. yeah, we'll give her. We go. got we got uh, two two episodes coming in this week. I mean, it'll be we're doing this one tonight, and then we're doing one like on our regular scheduled time. Okay, yeah, cool. So. Yeah, you got any social media you want to shout out, Paxton? Yeah, man, I'm not just too big on social media. I got a. Uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. It's at Scott underscore thirty capital P S C O T T underscore thirty. Yeet. And then uh, you guys can. Go uh, add me on Snapchat too. Let me get it pulled up. Uh, lowercase, all lowercase. P Scott thirty. 
P. Scott Theory. Heck yeah. Yes, sir. Dude, Lord. well, we appreciate you coming on, man. We know everybody's busy. I'm glad you got to, oh, yeah, got to come on. It was a good time. I feel like we just, we've been talking an hour and 20 oh, minutes. Yeah, dude, I was also going to say, I mentioned uh, the idea of Faith. Uh, obviously, she heard it too, but yeah, Faith would love that. I would love that. Oh, so, yeah. that Faith on, that'd be dope. Oh, yeah, Paxton, his sister, Faith. She's an avid listener of the podcast. We'll get a family reunion episode. Dude, that'd be awesome. I would love that. That'd be great. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of transportation, she she gets transported all over the country. She's, oh, yeah. a, she's a flight attendant. So oh, yeah. she was, she's trans- and more in the transportation of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes full circle, baby. Full circle. Well, on that note, we're done. We're done. Gary out. Later. Later, man.